Hello and welcome to Carry On Streaming, a weakling podcast in which I, Jeremy Lim, watch all the Carry On films in order and analyse them in detail so you don't have to. I don't have to either, but there's only so many games of Monument Valley I can play before I become paralysed with self-disgust. But luckily I don't do it alone. No, by Christopher Lee I don't. Each episode I'm joined by a very special, let's face it, one person, Mr. Paul Litchfield. Paul, how are you doing? Uh, yeah. You're doing yeah? I'm doing very yeah. Yeah, I'm doing quite yeah. Oh, quite yeah. Well, it was a bit maybe, and now it's, it's a grudging yeah. Okay, now I know that you, you, you haven't, but time is of the essence because you're off to um, uh, Stockport tomorrow to play flugelhorn, aren't you? That's yeah. right, yeah. It's the, uh, um, it's, it's the annual Stockport flugelhorn convention. Really? <clears throat> okay. And, uh, you know, it gets decided by sort of ballot who, who has to run it. Right, who's, I, who's it this year? Is it you? Well, uh, no, I'm not running it, luckily. It's, it's actually Russ Abbott who's running the whole, the whole okay. shebang. Right, because it was Sally Gunnell last year, I believe. It was, and I was gutted not to be part of it last year, but uh, Russ will have to do. Okay. Well, I think I think he does know his flugelhorns, doesn't he? He does, he does know his flugels, yeah. Anyway, good Lord, we're not here to talk about that. No, although no. There's, a, there's a lot of tales lot to be of... told. Well, I'll tell them next time. Cause... Another time. Another time, exactly. I mean, it's I'm, I'm going to Stockport for the best part of six months for this festival. So. Right, okay, blimey. Yeah, I Good know. Lord. And it's non-stop as well. So. Yeah, it's non-stop flugelhorn, isn't it? Non-stop six-month flugelhorn with Russ Abbott right. in Stockport. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Well, um, I think we're on to our fourth now, is that right? We are, yeah. And uh, first of all, apologies for such a big delay since the last one. There's a very good reason for it, though, so uh, let's yeah. just talk about this now. The very sad news, as time of recording, Bernard Cribbins unfortunately passed away yes. a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Um, but that is sort of in essence why this has taken such a long time to get together, because I don't know if you remember, we were talking about Carry On um, Vet last time. Vet, yes. And uh, I talked about the um, scene that was cut, or the song particularly that was cut, and the, and the, uh, the whole subplot that was cut about Bernard Cribbins' skiffle band. Right. Um, and while he was alive, uh, well, I managed to track down, um, courtesy of someone I need to thank, Liam McKeish, who um, right. found, I think it was a demo, or it could have been part of the film soundtrack. I'm not quite sure. Well, but, um, um, thanks, Liam. Thanks, Liam. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he managed to find this um, excerpt of the offending song, the one that was caused such controversy. Right. And are we going to hear that? We are going to hear a little bit now. And that the point is, you see, is that uh, while Cribbo was alive, we weren't allowed to play it. Right. So, uh, so now he's dead. You know, who cares? I mean, it wasn't, to be honest, it wasn't, he didn't write it, but he was the one causing libelous claims to be made against then uh, Prime Minister Harold Macmillan and his wife. Of course, of course. Anyway, let, let, um, let's hear the... I mean, it's only a little extract, I'm afraid. It's not the whole song. Okay, listen, think... just, just before you do, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I know you're aware I'm looking after my neighbour's um, lion while she's away. Oh, are you? Um, and he's in the court. I mean, it looks like he's asleep, but um, I, re- I just think if he hears... Is it Alvin? Is that his name? Al- Alvin the lion. And yeah. I think if, if, if he hears Cribbo, I think he might. Probably take it out on me. So if you don't mind, just just before, I'm just I'm just I'm just going to take him in the other room, or maybe okay. slip him at the window or something. Fair um, enough. Um, Alvin, 
Alvin. Oh, Alvin, 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 come on, come on, Alvin. No, Alvin, Alvin. No, that's my feet. This way, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm just gonna take him out. Alvin. Fair enough. Alvin. Come on. Poor Alvin. Okay, yeah, I think, I think, I think we should be fine. Brilliant, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, here is the offending song now. Well, just the other night, Silver Matt came back after our day sitting on the old bull sack, opened up the door at number 10, looking forward to his pipe and silver spurt. Then he thought he had something rich and strange, thought he detected the wind to change. Wind in the lounge, there was Archie and Doc, because man's best friend always hits the right spot. Man's best friend, man's best friend, you can always depend on man's best friend. Whoa, man's best friend, I'm saying man's best friend. You can always defend a man's best friend. So there you go. <laughs> I know. It's very ripe for the time. Um, yes, just, I mean, not, just not that time. I think they were right to cut it, to be honest. I mean, Yes, I think so. Um, weirdly, bestiality wasn't against the law, but just that year, weirdly. It was a Macmillan-introduced um, policy. Just, but, just, so just for just what, that for one year. year. Right. So in actual fact, he wasn't breaking the law. And and people do say that um, it was because of the dog uh, and his wife that he introduced that law. But uh, again, lost in the mist of history. Yes. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Unless someone someone knows and then we'll know. Yeah, and then we'll always know. Then we'll always know it. Yeah. Anyway. For now, um, let's move on. For now, yes. So we're at number four. um, Yeah. Which is... um, well, well he, I mean, already, <laughs> yeah, already. It's a controversy, merely over the title. Yes, because um, some people call it Carry On Jailer. Some people call it Carry On Warden. Yeah, or Carry On Warder Or Warder, well. which is yeah. why it's... Because even they don't seem to really... No. Well, what it is, is... is oh, so I'd have to go back a bit. So originally it was going to be called Carry On Screw. That's right. Um but I think there was a complaint by the Prison Officers Association uh, when they when it was publicised. Right. So they uh, were going to retitle it "Carry On Bastard" or yeah. "Carry On Bastard." Um, Again, but, even more confusing. I mean, just you know, well, it was, it was the pronunciation, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was what did for it. So because um, weirdly, the authorities had no problem with a film being called "Carry On Bastard" or "Bastard," but because yeah, no that, one could agree right. on the. Uh, pronunciation it and I'm, I'm just way, wondering so. if the warden warder thing um is an american influence that is creeping in at well, this stage it could or... be um although it's of course carry real... on jailer is what yes. it's called in america so they yeah. avoided it altogether yes but, which is the warder warden thing that there is a school of thought which says that um i can't remember who wrote this one was it a huge script again it might be it might be but anyway he, he um and he was um, mooting it to the production company. He right. couldn't decide whether it was Warder or Warden. Even after editing, they still it still doesn't look like they've made a finite decision either. No, it's... even when you get to the titles. And in fact, I don't know how you watched it, but most um, copies of the film, uh, it's very carefully framed so that the title, Carry On Warder, you can't see what the final letter is. No, you can't see the sort of it's left off screen, sort of left vertical strut. Yeah, exactly. You, you can see. You, it's, what I mean? you can see it's going to be an R or an N or an M, I suppose. Wardum. Yeah. Wardy. But no, I think it's, it's it's definitely Warder or Warden because I mean you get both of them obviously in the film. Mm. 
And I, I don't know if you've seen the production literature, but I mean, even in, in when they're referring to it in the uh, production schedules, it's mm-hmm. it's left it's water stroke warden. They, they it was never they never came to a decision, even when it came to the. Like, I've seen posters from the time. They they cunningly cut off the. Yeah, well, letter, I mean, anyway. this is very evident, as we'll discuss later on, because at some points, um, uh, you know, the chief warden. Um, which yeah. is Ken, which is Ken, of course. Of course. Um, Ken, Ken Williams. Um, sometimes yeah. referred to as Warden, sometimes Warder, and sometimes Jake. Yeah. It's it's all very exactly yeah. Odd. Because he's the he's the he's well, the he's boss sort of, of the prison, well, so that's sort of the Warden. In as an is emergency, right? isn't it? The whole point is is that a series of inept idiots yes. get to run this jail. Yes, that's which, true. by the way, for those who don't know, it's Fartmore Prison, which is obviously a Fartmore, part of Dartmoor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's the. I mean, after the uh, the initial music um you you just have this lovely shot of fartmore prison and there's a sign saying a breath of fresh air you know, exactly usual, yeah usual blah 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 um and then suddenly the first thing you see before we meet our sort of regular mm. carry-on cast or emerging regular carry-on cast yeah. is you get the the only screen appearances of three big names at the time who just appear right at the beginning yes who all, who all get executed which is very <laughs> odd so you start with robert morley robert morley yeah and he gets, he's in the electric chair and obviously goes, shocking. And that's him gone. Exactly. And then and it it's quite a disturbing Margaret. scene because it's sort it's of close really up disturbing. on his face. He's drooling and it's, it's horrible. Drooling and the sponge going down on his features. Yeah, and he's, exactly. I mean, he's just, he's almost naked. He's just sat in pants, it looks like. Yeah, yes. And then he gets electrocuted and then just shocking. And that's mm. that. And then yeah. it immediately cuts to Margaret Rutherford, who's just been yes. hung. Yeah, that's horrible. And you can it's see her horrible. wrinkled stockings at the top of the screen yeah. as, as her feet are dangling. And then, and then uh, George Formby, which is, George you Formby. know, at this point it's 1960, so George died the year after in 61. That's very so true. So I think this is his last screen effort. I think uh, you're George Formby right. um, is led very slowly into, uh, well, essentially what is a giant ukulele case and then is run over by a steamroller. I mean, it's played for laughs, obviously. It's played for laughs. Um, he says... Turned out yeah. nice again, but with a sort of grimace well, on his face. It's, it's Bill Owen who's driving the steamroller. Yeah, he's only 19 at the time. and um, he? Yeah. And he, he already looks right about over. middle-aged then, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks 90 already. Yeah. Um, and he goes, your ukulele was flat. And flat, of course, being <laughs> yeah that. And um, so, I mean, for those who don't know, carry on, warden, warder, jailer, <laughs> make up yeah. your mind. Um, essentially, it, it's 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 Sid and Bert. Ernie, really, isn't it? Trying to outwit yeah. these new jailers and trying to escape. That, that's the main plot. That's I mean, once you, get, once you get Morley and uh, Rutherford and Formby out of the way. That's it uh, for them. You just see them. I presume it's um, almost trying to sort of give the impression that Fartmore is a very serious prison. Well, it, you know, it does. And it's got this. to death. It's weird sort of bleak setting, isn't it? The titles are. Well, I mean, the film's black and white, but I mean, the titles are white on black, very stark. Yes, um, yes. With slightly comical music, but but still, it's it's, it's yeah, not what we expect so, from the Carry On films, even no. at this early stage. Again, well, I think after, I mean, you know, we've done we've done Corporal Milkman Vet. Now we're into Warden yeah. Warder. Um, they're still feeling their their feet yeah. to some extent. Aren't but they? Uh, but as, as you say, Sid and Bernie. I mean, that's the this is the first sort of flourishing of their yes. So after that, you get the cutscene, very, very brief, which is obviously um, a courtroom and you see Sid. Yeah. And he's been sentenced to Fartmore Prison um, yeah. for six years because um, he's called Sidney Swiper. Sidney um, Swiper, that's right. And he's sentenced to six years because they think he might be the Finchley Nicker pincher. 
Yeah. Um, which it turns out he isn't. But no, um, you know, no. It's in fact um, it's Charlie, isn't it? We it's find Charlie, who um, it's like um, I mean, I'm going to say it now. He's Hawtrey's a serial killer in this. I think. Yes, he is. I mean, they don't ever say it because no. there weren't such a thing, I suppose, in those days. So he's, he's described as a multiple murderer, isn't he? Multiple murderer. They never refer to him by name in the film at all. He doesn't seem to have no. a name. But on the end credits, um, his name is just Pig. Pig. For some reason, I don't yeah. understand that at all. No, it's, it's odd. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. that must. I don't know if that was his prison name because there's a there is a side plot about people being given inside names, which yes, sometimes chime with their crimes, sometimes don't. But pig, so he's a no, multiple I... murderer. It's quite weird in a way because he's been sentenced to be hung, hasn't he? Mm. And he's sort of, you get the impression he's looking forward to it. In the, in the yeah, well, he says, I can't wait. Can't, can't wait. wait. I can't wait to be hung. Well, well hung. Of course, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, that's sort of why we that's love it. it exactly, yeah. <laughs> so the, the setup really is, as you say, well, what's happened is all the all the regular warders have gone down with mystery flu mystery or illness. virus yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but we find out later that Leslie Phillips is tax fraud is in there tax fraud quite, yeah. yeah it's quite dull but he's got a job in the prison canteen so, and he's a cordon bleu chef you see yes so, yes um, although they always go more like cordon bleu gold awful i think one says it was one yeah point. um shit no, no 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 you can see what, him mouthing it oh, that's what the disease of that's the disease orders have come down with is it the shits yeah oh yes sorry yes of course they got the shits but i they mean the, uh, the, the implication is very strongly that, that leslie phillips has put something in their food he's which, definitely poisoned them yeah yeah and Sid is using this as an excuse or a rather an opportunity to organise a mass breakout yes. of all the cons. And they sort of, you've got this sort of idea of almost like the Great Escape or almost mm. like the, um, so they built three tunnels, which um, yeah. obviously, uh, which are called John, John, Rick and Barry, which I John think Rick is a play on yeah. Tom, Dick and Harry, which was the tunnels that the World War II guys built. Exactly, yeah. I mean, so you've got John, Rick and Barry, isn't it? Yeah. And so the idea is you've got Sid as the sort of main guy, Bernie is his psychic um bill maynard is bill with maynard, them as yeah. well um, but he's he's because his character is john so you get a you entering john tonight yeah you know, well, there's, well there's a bit where they say he's gone to the john and then they go well hang on we crawl through that and then no he hasn't gone to the john he's gone <laughs> yeah. to the john he hasn't gone into the tunnel to have a number two they, Ugh, you know. they have a lot of fun with that they it's weird because fun. there is this implication of male rape, isn't there? Which is quite well. There's a shower scene in particular, yeah. which is very disturbing. I know because everyone drops the soap, yeah, and then it goes, and then it's there's no incidental music. It's all completely silent apart from the showers running, and you're just waiting for whoever's going to bend over. Yes. Which in this case, I think is Norman Collier. I think it's the only time he's ever been in a carry on film. And he bends over and then comes back up and obviously does the chicken. Exactly, yeah. And loads of bubbles coming out of his mouth, which I presume is. Where's the soap gag as well? Yes, yes. Because Hattie Jakes is in it, we should say, as a proto matron type. Yes, she's the chief sort of um, warden stroke sort of officer, isn't she? Yeah, she's a bit like Mackay in Porridge. Is that the level? um, She's called Olive Puncher. Olive Puncher, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. they just call her Officer Puncher. But at that point, she hasn't got a sort of traditional music yet. Not yet. She will get soon. But she's got a weird attitude to towards in the shower scene she's sort of half smiling to herself as we're watching this quite well, disturbing you, you sort of get the impression that she sat in there with them 
It is. It's, it's weirdly edited. Not in the shower, but she's obviously in the corner of the room. Yeah, and you can't of. quite tell where she is, and it's shot from a sort of neck upwards. So there's, there's also an implication that she's nude as well. Oof. I mean, we don't see it, obviously. No, we don't. No, but I mean, we yes, see a I... lot of. To be honest, we see a lot of bottoms in this film. The, yeah, the bum count in this is quite magnificent. It is amazing. Yeah, well, there's loads. I mean, you do get to see an awful amount of Joan Sims bottom in this. Yes. She, she plays Ken's wife. The, the subplot of this is, is that she absolutely loathes living on site. She loathes living yes. in Parkmore. But they've got a very, well, the palatial little area. Ken obviously is lording it around. Um, but she, and and um, she's got this flirty relationship with Sid, doesn't with she? With Sid, of course, yeah. Sid's course. always, yeah, trying to sort of flirt with her. But obviously, I think trying to use her, you know, so yeah. that he can get out. But there's a subplot with one of the tunnels. I can't remember if it's John Rick or Barry. That poor old Bernie ends up yeah. always going down the wrong tunnel and somehow yeah. always ends up. Joan Sims is having a bath and Oppie Pops, or yeah, Joan exactly. Sims is on the toilet, Oppie Pops. Joan Sims yeah. is in bed, Oppie Pops. It says, know. I've seen more of her than you have, boss, to That's, Ken. Yeah, and Ken's like, you're welcome to it, etc. Yeah. In fact, uh, Ken's uh, very much in his camp persona now. He wasn't quite there in yes. the previous films. Yes, well, he's, he's sort of trying to revolutionise the way that the prisons run, yeah. which is essentially to basically kill everyone. Again, it's quite a dark... He wants everyone to be given the death penalty. You know, what are we having tonight? Faggots. How dare you? Exactly, Et cetera, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, you know, Sid's, obviously, Sid's in there with Bernie. I mean, they become fast friends, don't they? Because yeah. they're bumped up together in a cell. Well, Sid, Sid's motivation for getting out is that he's just hooked up with Liz Fraser. Yes. On the outside. But yeah. it's so early days, they haven't actually, he hasn't got it away yet. No, and that's what he wants to do because she won't do it unless they're married. So exactly. the thing is, he immediately needs to break out to get married so he can get his end over, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, sort of, that's the entire motivation. Is, is That's his entire motivation. There's not really yeah. any motivation at all for Bernie. Um, no, he's, he's just inveigled by Sid into going along with the yeah, schemes, isn't he, really? stupid lout as you know as yeah. normal um as and it turns normal. out that he's in there because he got a parking ticket yeah you know, it's and very harsh it is because he needn't be in there at all he sort of almost volunteered to go inside yeah almost yeah which well, you, nice you, Ken, keep, of you keep getting dora brian and esme dora and brian. Cannon, who come in as his aunties always checking yeah. how he is and you know knitting yeah. him stuff and all that sort of you know making him yeah. a cake well, tries to knit him a gun yeah, she tries to knit him a gun, and then Esme gets more confused. He knits grenades, because and... it's quite a large cast, really. Yes, it is. It's a Victor Madden as a sort of psychopath. It's quite a terrifying character. Yeah, you got Terence Longdon as one of the guards. Terence Longdon as one of the. Oh, yeah. Colin Gordon um, is the yes. sort of detective inspector who puts Sid away in the first place. He yes, went, he's one of the number twos from the prisoner, you know. Yes, um, and he uh, he ends up in the. I mean, spoilers. Hopefully, you've all seen it by now. He ends up with Liz Fraser, which obviously drives Sid mad because he, he was also the one who put Sid away. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Well, that, I mean, the end. I mean, if we, I mean, we can skip right to the end. Sid catches them in flagrante, you know, yeah. and um, well, shoots him, and then goes um, back to Fardmore, and then because um, he just thinks if he can't have Liz now, he might as well go back to prison, you know. Yeah, because there's a sort of chase sequence because a lot of the prisoners do get well, when away. they escape. Yeah, when they finally get out. Because, yeah. I mean, let's face it, the first sort of 60% is getting getting to know everyone and the whole point is these yeah. three stupid tunnels and it keeps going wrong every time. Well, there's a few attempts at escape. Like, yes. They all drag up at one point. Yeah. But they're still just as convicts, so I don't know how they hope well, to get I th- out. 
Well, the ruse is is that they see Dora and Esme, who are always visiting, and they decide that they'll walk out with them. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Of course. They get them to knit some hats and stuff like that. Mm. But of course, you know, um, they keep knitting like you know bloody weaponry. Yeah. And stuff, and then they try to sort of totter out like, "Don't mind us," and then you know immediately (laughs) Hattie's like having none of it, and then straight back in Chokey, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So just to go back to the initial um, setup, because all yeah. all the tough warders are down with the with the shits. With the shits, yeah. Um, they draft in these other warders, so you get Bernard Cribbins, Cribbo, Cribbo Kenneth, and Kenneth Connor. He's called Stanley Screw. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, that's perfectly serviceable. Carry on name, isn't it, Stanley yeah. Screw? Yeah, nothing I mean, wrong they, they get a lot of mileage out of that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, screw yeah. you. Yeah, that sort of thing. And he, again, he's all that sort of, oh, what out there? Like fumbling with keys and all that. Yeah, dropping keys down. Dropping keys down his trousers and yeah. kind of closed doors. And, you know, he keeps on getting tricked by Sid to go into the cell and then they lock him in. And he's like, let me out. You know, yeah. Stuff. In fact, there's a chance, that, quite near the beginning, where Sid could easily escape. Yes. Because he's basically nicked Kenneth Connor's car keys, his hat, his clothes, his uniform, yeah, his badge. He's even nicked his face in a strange Hannibal well, Lecter yeah, way. Yeah, sort of like a mask, mask sort of yeah. fashioned. I don't know how he's done yeah. that. And, he, and then he gets near the gates. Well, he almost gets to the exit, doesn't he? He does. And then he, yes. for some reason, there's a strange cut. And then he's back in the cell again. Yeah, well, he's back in solitary, isn't he, at that point, as That's a sort true. of punishment from Ken. That's the first thing Ken really does, is stamps yeah. his foot down and says, solitary for you. Mm. And so you've got this weird little scene, which, again, is very sort of great escapee. Yeah. It's um, Sid completely naked in solitary. Yeah. He hasn't got the ball thing that, um, you know, um, Steve McQueen had. He's just got a Scotch egg, which obviously yeah. just bounce. So he's just thumping a Scotch egg against the wall, and trying to catch it in his mouth. Trying to catch it in his mouth, which doesn't mm. work. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of of the Great Escape in it, isn't there? Really, there is. Yeah, there's there's a few nods to that. I think. But also, you know the rumor about one of the extras. Mm, well, <laughs> which one? Um, yeah, that's true. But I'll talk about the the Elvis one. No, not at all. What's that? Oh, you, oh yeah. There's a bit about a third of the way through. You get a group of extras, and there's a fan rumor that right. one of the extras is Elvis. Really? He's, yeah. If you if you look at it again, it's about twenty five minutes in, something like that. And, is he the guy uh, in the camel hair coat? Yes, that's right. But you can see okay. underneath, he's got like it's a bit like what he was wearing in Jailhouse Rock. That sort of yeah. slightly slightly theatrical version of a, of a convict suit. I just and, thought it was like a spivvy like character. I really couldn't that's right. tell. But um, but, he, but wow. he's literally he's just in it for, for a couple of seconds. Yes, because there's this theory that he was a fan of. I think it was Carry On Milkman, probably. Right. So the um, second one. Okay. Yeah, which was of course the terrifying dog in America. That's what yes. it was released as. And, it was so, quite, and as, as we've established, that Milkman was quite a violent film. Exactly, state, yeah. Um, and he liked his self-defence and kung fu and all that. And yeah. There's a lot of slapstick version of that in Karen and Milkman. And there's a theory that, uh, you know, thank you very much, one of his catchphrases. Yeah. There's a theory that he got that from Arthur Asker's I thank you. Oh, right. Um, well, yeah, that, I can see how that would... But he, he got didn't. it slightly wrong. So Got it wrong. You know, well, you he's trying to it. He's trying to emulate Arthur Asker, but he ended up... Well, Just Arthur, at that point, was, I mean, fucking huge. Well, he was. At that point. This and is then, 1960. I mean, he was yeah. at the height of a very small man-made hill of his own, of his own yeah. making. But he, he was a colossus, wasn't he? 
Askey. Askey. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, yeah. he sold out stadiums. People don't remember this now. Oh, he used to, yeah. He used to, didn't he? he? I mean, Hollywood and, Bowl, yeah. I think he did. Yeah. He did, he did two weeks, two nights a week. Uh, well, no, sorry, two performances a night. A night. Did, yes, a night. He, for, uh, for two weeks. And he sold out the Hollywood Bowl. There's a rumour that when he was a, um, a sort of one of the camp entertainers during the uh, Second World War, mm. that the war could have actually ended two years prior, but he was so beloved over there that they just kept it going. Yeah, they didn't want to end so they could have to a good there. thing. Yeah, they just said, we love it so much, we're quite happy to go out and die. As long as we can look As long as we get ASCII, yeah. Big-hearted Arthur at the end of a long yeah, day's yeah. slaughtering. Well, he, I know that I, I've heard that... I, ASCII at the end of his set would, again, this nudity thing, but he would disrobe and then just run onto no man's land. Go on then, have a go. Oh, yeah, have yeah. a go. Try and see yeah. Try and see if you can get me. See yeah, if you can get me. Of course, he got shot. You know. He did get shot. He got he, shot. He was tough as old boots, though. Was oh, yeah, never stopped like, him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the, I mean me. the lab, no, he did. He did it in a wheelchair. Oh, you can't get me now. Yeah. I mean, they didn't shoot him that time, but he got a puncture. He did. So. Um, I mean, it was sort of got too big after that, and then he now, if and there was talking... that s- scandal, and then he um, oh yeah yeah, yeah don't talk um, about that. No, there's no, the well... 1976 comeback special. Yes, yes, um, where he had Which... the Sex Pistols on as a sort of support act. Yeah, um, well, it was them and the Grumbleweeds, and them they the Grumbleweeds really didn't get on. No, and in fact, um... at the very end of it. There's still, you can see it on YouTube, the very end of it, Arthur Askey says, So, come on, you all think you're so tough to the Grumbleweeds. Come and have a go. And yeah. uh, he ashes the sex pistols on. Well, so that's it then, because jo- the first thing Johnny Rotten does is he, he does a, well, he farts in the gas he farts, mask of the, of the Grumbleweed yeah. guy, and that's directly in his eyes, essentially. But he goes, Oh, after- sorry, rude fart. Of course, Glenn Matlock ended Matlock. up in the Grumbleweeds for six years. Well, yeah. As he, a result said, of... he actually said that he thought they had more raw yeah. energy That's than right, actually yeah. the sex More business. musical integrity. But, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. getting... Off yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Really. But so that's interesting about the Elvis thing. Um, yeah. The other thing I know that you can tell me that I don't really mm. know much about is another brief appearance, I think, in the same scene. That's maybe why I didn't notice Elvis, because... Um, Tell me about the screaming policeman thing. Screaming postman. Postman. That's screaming postman. postman. Yes. That. Yeah. What ah, the that's hell is that? It's, well, what it is, I did. I looked this up because it stands out and not in a good way. And you can no, see, not at all. Like you a see some of the actors. Thumb. What's going on here? Anyway, he. What he was it was a novelty act in the nineteen thirties. Right. So um, it's like a, mu- a musical act, I suppose. Well, what it was, like Stan Unwin. It's a very strange. Of... It's a bit like Stanmer. What it was is he, he was a he was a postman. Um, so he's a real postman. He was a real postman, but he, apparently, right. allegedly, he was the first person to ever truly understand the implications of quantum mechanics. I mean, this is in the right. in the nineteen thirties, and that made him scream. And so he used to go on at the in the hippodrome and stuff, and just. Uh, so just the up. knowledge, just the knowledge, made him scream. Would make him howl and scream. Exactly, and that, that's all it was really. It's just, just he'd come on, scream for a, about a minute and a half, and then he'd uh, wave and uh, throw and letters leave. into the audience. Throw letters, of course. 
And, well, uh, I mean, wasn't the idea that to get the act going is that they throw letters at him? Yeah, he'd open them, and then he would show what was written, and it was something to do with quantum mechanics. Or so it was a sciencey boffin term. It, it was, and then and he, that screaming. would make him scream again. That would make him scream. And then, in later years, you know, post Schrödinger, he'd uh, bring on a, a cat box, right? And then, uh, you know, and they'd go, "Open the box, take the money," and uh, he'd, he'd decide which one to do, right? But by that stage, he, he, he wasn't screaming anymore. It was sad. Well, and I, mean, I suppose that's the ultimate Schrodinger. I mean, you know, was he screaming or wasn't he screaming? But, you know, it turns well, out exactly. actually he was because most people had to turn down the knobs on their TV. Amazing what you could make a career out of in those oh, days. Oh, back then, yeah, anything, anything. I, mean, I don't know why he's in in this film. I suppose it's residual um, yeah. affection well, that people had for him. There was a northern entertainer at the time called Pat Sat who just used to run through a wall. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and we're not talking a prop wall. He, no. They would, they would build bricks with cement and they would wait for it. They'd start off. Like yes. Early Palladium shows, they, that would be going on whilst um, Bob or any of the other stalwarts were doing their pattern and all that. And then, and then right at the end of the show, when, when that wall was good and ready, it on would come Pat, Pat Sat. Sat. Yeah. And with, he didn't ever crash him on or anything. And he would just run through a wall. It used to take him four, four or five attempts sometimes. He yeah. was covered in blood and also screaming, but not like the postman. I think this must be because I've heard. Did, was he? Did he end up running into the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem? Yes, and then he got put in prison. And he got put was, in prison. That, that was the last we ever heard of the um, conflict. Some people say that there was an uneasy truce between Israel and Palestine until. Until uh, Pat sat, Pat sat, ran into the Wailing Wall. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I suppose you know, to get back to our film. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, again, Sydney's in with Bernie. They yeah. try and poison people with the aid of um, lovely old um, uh, uh, Phillips. Chef Phillips. That's not working. Um, no. Hattie's running the place with an iron grip. They keep digging tunnels. Yeah. Kenneth Connor so keeps going off into the wrong. Uh, sorry, and um, Bernie keeps going off into the wrong area. Kenneth Connor's useless. Yes. Some of them do escape, as we've said, and there's this protracted chase, which is yes. quite difficult to follow. You don't always know who's chasing whom. It's, it's, well, it's sometimes it's in fast forward, which yeah. is fine because that's all they could do. But then a lot of it is in slow motion for no apparent reason. No reason at all. So there's like a four minute sequence. Um, I think it's Norman Collier just Norman running, Collier, yeah. running and running. You oh, and, and Victor Madden, of course. And Victor Madden he, he gets away. Running, running in slow mo. Yeah. And you can hear the. You know, obviously shouting at each other, but you don't yeah. you know what. And then suddenly it's... And then don't they just get like into a field and then they just shake hands and give each other a kiss on the cheek and then they sort of walk hand yeah. in hand back into the jail. And you're like, and then it, okay. Because Charlie's, Hawkshire's character, Pig, as Pig. we later find out, because um, he doesn't want to escape, does he? Because he's no. looking forward to being hung. Well, the idea is that like he really, he's obviously, you know, he's such a strange individual. He's obviously into sadomasochism yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's not, not, not overstated, not really, of course. But no, but, you know, because implied. he keeps saying, you know, gas me, yeah. knife me, exactly. hang me. Shank you know, me, I think. Shank me, one, yeah, yeah, shiv me. Which you know, is he's, the, in, in the OED, that's the first um, recorded use of shank, actually. Is it? That. I mean, not lamb shanks, not that sort of shank. But well, that's the joke that Leslie Phillips does, isn't it? He exactly. Goes, yeah. Too expensive to stick in your guts. You know. And do you good beef Wellington? I think he says. Yeah, yeah, Wellington me. That doesn't. Yeah, give it, give, give you the boot or something. Something. Yeah, like and then that. it ends with a cocko van joke, which yeah, obviously course. is very visual. Um, but um, there's another first in a way, right? Which is because Charlie Hawtrey almost ends up 
escaping by mistake. He doesn't want to. No, he en- yes. He ends up on a trolley that the books come on. You know, they do a mobile library. In a, in yes. But he's, it's all snapped off apart from the bottom. So it's a bit like a skateboard. Yes. Oh, and yes, of course. There's a, and there's a skateboarding chase. He goes Moment. up a ramp and he's obviously um, goes over the prison walls, but it's clearly he's on a wire. Yeah, yeah. But, but what happens is he leaps in and then he gets caught in a washing line. Yes. And actually does end up being hung after all. Yes. You know, he dies with yes. a big smile on his face. Big smile. And of course, he's also somehow, you know, in that carry on way, he's actually let, landed right into um, the frilly bloomers, let's say, you know, the nipples yeah. of Joan Sims. Exactly. You know, yeah. You know. yeah. So he's just there it. in the bloomers hung yeah. with a very sort of beautiful smile on it i mean he's i know he looks happy. properly happy doesn't he genuinely happy yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a strange it's an odd I mean, character arc isn't it it him? is but that i mean there's not much more to it really is that there's a running gag about a bucket of piss being thrown over kenneth connor yeah that's never re- i don't know why that always happens because no. he always somehow because there's a bit where he goes to ken williams to complain yeah. about his treatment and the first thing he does when he goes into the warden's office is he gets ken just throws a bucket of piss on him i know it doesn't quite work i mean there's a bit where he's actually having a picnic on his own and yeah out of nowhere a bucket of piss gets thrown over it's him immediately thrown it and, well, and, he, yeah. and then he goes into a shower and he turns on the shower and it's just piss you can tell the camera his... camera pans down and he stood in a bucket. So, you know, the bucket's still there, but it, it's very... Yeah. I was wondering if that was a... Is that a comment to... of some well, kind? I was, or... I was wondering if, in a way, it's the whole film could be his imagination. Do you know what I mean? Because it sort of ends... You know the last shot where it goes into his eye? Yes. And then the credits sort of roll over his pupil. Yeah, I mean, that is the last... I mean, just before that, Sid's out... Yeah. Um, Bernie's, oh, sorry. Yeah, we Bernie is Bernie's left. Yeah, Bernie's Bernie's been left there. He's stuck in one of the tunnels, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. He's so big. He's, um, and he's playing playing patience. Yeah. Well, that's what he says. Oh, well, I might as well play patience. It's not. And then Sid's right, out, goes to find Liz. Liz is now already having it away with the rubbies. So yeah. then Sid goes, oh, "I'm going back in the nick." And then it cuts to Connor and the eye. Yeah, thing. and the eye thing, which is very strange. And as it, it zooms in very slowly on Kenneth Connor's eye. Yeah. You can still see the chase of Victor Madden and uh, yes, going on in the background. In his iris, or his pupil, yeah. Yeah, it's even very... though they... Because earlier on, as you say, they kiss and, and say goodbye. And it had happened in the past, yeah, so you're absolutely right. Was so, it some weird cheese-induced nightmare, or was like it some daydream? Vertigo, or... isn't it? Yes! I should investigate this. It's around the same time. I think Vertigo was the year before, so maybe was, that was an, an homage, maybe. Right. Of course, the one thing we haven't mentioned, which we should mention, because mm. it's the first time that Carry On have ever really attempted this, is um, is the use of animals having voices, which they, they yeah. don't, they've never really done that. And this is the only time it really happens. It only happens a couple of times. And um, and the, there's some rats, because obviously it's yeah. a filthy jail, and the rats are running around. And Johnny Morris does the voices, of course, yeah, of course. Of the rats. And they sort of comment on what's going on, but, you know. Um, I mean, it doesn't, it's sort of all right. It's quite low in the mix as well, so you can't. Yeah, always, it's quite hard to pick up. Oh, what's he up to? Yeah, yeah it's just stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, wouldn't like to be him. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And then, oh, yeah, going to go and I put because I've got the DVD. I put the subtitles on, and right? It, and at that point, it just says incoherent bullshit in the uh, right. Okay, the so you don't really. Well, so, that's sort of about right. But he gets but, a credit, Johnny Morris. As, uh, yeah, rat, he rat gets the credit. 
Yeah, Rat Wrangler. Um, yeah. Rat one, Rat two, and Rat four for some reason. There's no Rat three. No. Why that is, isn't it? A lot of odd things. Oh, did you? Because a lot of people don't stay to the end of the credits. No, and you very much should for this particular character yeah. film. Because I mean, <laughs> what is this? I think, and I've seen this theory borne out by. I haven't got the details to hand, but apparently they wanted to create a sort of multi-film universe like Marvel. Well, you know, this is looking, I was universe. about to say this is looking very Marvelly, isn't it? Um, the way that if they're, it's such a if they kept that up. Yeah, that could have been a really interesting portmanteau thing, an, an idea, but it's, it's just done the once. And, it um, is because Bob Markhouse turns up and gathers yeah. all the cast together. Yeah, and it's, it's a bit like Nick Fury or something. Um, well, it's that little sort of like weird soliloquy, like you know, in our hearts we're all free, and that it's all lovely. There's a little flute playing, and it's all yeah. rather jolly. You know, you're all free no matter where you are, which is lovely. whatever. You, what does he say? But, whatever you yeah, do, whatever you do, carry on. Yeah. And that's that. He looks like he's about to say something else, but he doesn't. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, yeah, because it, 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 yeah, it's whatever you do, carry on. And then he does that sort of, and then he's almost yeah. looks like he's about to go, and then. He does a weird sort of salute with his eye. He puts his. A... His eyes salute, don't they? Which is really. Yeah. They sort of go up to the left to of his socket. I think there was a split screen effect because his eyes sort of act independently, don't they? Yeah, like a sort which of chameleon. Which I don't think he could do, could he? Well, he's not known for that at all, is he? So, well, if, he, if that was, that so. may be his only. That's put in in post. That's an impressive yeah, bit of probably. special effectory or whatever you want. Yeah, to well, it could yeah. be whiz Okay, but it it does look as if they're setting up for a sequel. Yes. But they never did the sequel, of course. So they no, did something else instead, shame. which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, well, that'll be our next, our next on film, uh, won't exactly. it? Um, do you want to tell everyone what it is? Well, first of all, before we get on to that, what are your thoughts generally about on this uh, one, Carry On Warder? Stroke I Warder? think out, so far out of the... So this is the fourth one. Mm. Um, I think my favourite so far has probably been Vet. Yeah. Um, but I would say Warden, Warder, Jailer, etc. comes in a close second just because of uh, how loose and experimental they were at this stage. Yeah. This is before we get to the sort of the golden years of carry on where almost everything is a double is a double entendre. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There's lots of bums in this and a few sort of cheeky names, but the, it is, it does have a sort of semblance of a plot. Comparative, certainly compared to, to Milkman. Compared to Milkman or even to Vet and to Vet, yeah. even, even weirdly to Corporal, which is a very disparate film. So in that sense, um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's getting there. And it's nice to see Sid and Bernie and Ken W in the It really is, roles. yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, um, and you know that, you know, the best is still to come. We haven't had exactly. Babs yet. She's going to no. be coming soon. Um, uh, Jim Stalwart, Dale Jim is Dale, yet to come. Yeah. Have we had Peter uh, Butterworth? I can't remember. I'm not entirely sure. No. He wasn't in this not, one anyway. No, definitely not in this one, no. Oh, but, but maybe I should say, Elvis was, so there you go. That's it. Exactly. Well, was he? Maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, I think Tommy Steele claims that uh, he got him onto the set of a Carry On film as a favour. And right. uh, then Elvis, well, the, the theory is that he turned up and just started acting and joining in and no one was, had the heart to turn to F off. No, I suppose not. Because it was Elvis. I mean, you wouldn't tell Elvis to no, fuck off. No, you wouldn't tell you? Elvis to fuck off at all. No. Unless you were Tommy Steele, which he famously did. Which, yeah, which he 
do a lot. Really and Tommy Steele told everyone to fuck off. I think Tommy Steele... That's how he ended every conversation, I believe. He's, he's a record Just holder. Fuck for, off! Yeah, he's a record holder for... He's told the, he told the Queen Mother to fuck off more than anyone else. Um, right. I think well, Roy Castle comes in second. But, um, yeah. But, but, but hundreds of fuck-offs behind. Well, if you watch the Eamon Andrews, This Is Your Life, I mean, he gives in the book, Tommy immediately, fuck off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And every guest who comes on, fuck off. Fuck off, yeah. Fuck even, off. Even your wife of 30 years, yeah. fuck off. Oh, he doesn't even get to finish that, does he? Your wife of 30, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. And, and of course she does. And she, Yeah, well, a lot of people did. I mean, he burned a lot of bridges with his, his fuck off catchphrase. Well, if you watch that episode of This Is Your Life, it ends with Eamon and just Tommy. Everyone else is fucked off. Yeah. And the audience says, fuck off, audience. He said, I said, told you, Eamon, fuck off, and you're still here. Yeah. And then Eamon, you know, end credits are going up, and uh, you can see Eamon go, oi then. And he off, yeah. off he walks. It's just Tommy sat there by himself on an That's empty strange. stage. And he's still at it occasionally. He was on The One Show the other day. Was he? And yeah, he was sat next to, I think it was Rufus Hound. And he said, hey, you, fuck off. Um, that's fair Rufus enough, did, you know, yeah. because that's you pay homage to your to your yes. peers. Yes, well, to someone of that calibre, yeah, you have to. Don't exactly. You? If Tommy still t- tells you to fuck off, it's a compliment. That's what. Yes, that's the way to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what happens if he calls you a cunt. Well, um, history does not relate. No, I mean the only person that we know has been called a cunt by Tommy Steele is, of course, Henry Kissinger. Kissinger, Yes, sorry. yeah. Um, and he's t- remained tight-lipped. Yeah, ever since. On, uh, ever yeah, since. you're right. Well, and so that was my thoughts. Sorry, before we yeah. said, said, what about you for... Um... Well, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's getting there, isn't it? It's getting yeah, there. I it's, think it's, so. It's, in some ways, it's an advance on, as you say, plot-wise, I think it's, it's definite advance on Vet and, and Milkman, certainly. Um, yeah. But it's but it's a bit retro in other ways. It's, it's lost a bit of the sort of knockabout fun which they started to have in VET. Yes, no, you are right. Probably because of the setting. Um, but there's a sort of grimness about it which you don't see again until Carry On Nazi Hunting, which obviously is a bit later on. A bit later well, we're coming on, to that yeah. in, in due course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But no, overall, a cautious... Seven out of ten? I mean, we're not giving them marks. Yeah, I'd pretty much be with you on a seven. Yeah. I'd share a seven with you. Yeah, fantastic. Good, great. Lovely. Well, that was Carry On Warder, Stroke Warden, Stroke Jailer. I mean, I don't think there's any more controversies over the titles. No. Um, Certainly not till we get to the 70s anyway. No. (laughs) Um, So so after that, we know very much what the next one's called, and it is, Paul. We do. Well, um, it's Carry On Climbing. Carry On Climbing, of course. Which is a sort of, well, you know, I think you'll know. Um, I mean, it is it is considered as a classic. Um, it's comedy caper about mountaineering. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And they try, and they try famously to recreate the, the Himalayas, but in the Chilterns. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. all filmed in the Chilterns. The idea is they're trying to climb Everest or yeah. some such nonsense. Anyway, we'll cover With that. Hilarious results. Time. Hilarious results. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Well, in which case, until we indulge in carry-on climbing, all that remains for me is to say thank you, Paul. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you again. And until that time, carry on. Carry on. Exist. Streaming. Stre- streaming. Oh. Carry on. It. Carry on. Just carry on. Carry on. Carry on.
Bye.